Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Middle call! Heavy And a deep drive to left. Nico Horner, first home run of the day, John. Is that what everyone's talking about? Uh, opening day. Oh my god. I think I think uh been a hell of a sp- Thursday recording this live on YouTube. Hello, YouTube. Like this, uh subscribe to it if you're on YouTube. If you're watching the podcast, we appreciate that. I think this this has been an incredible sports day. Just Tiger as the main. Like, Tiger's been getting all the care. You know, Tiger's five yards every handoff. But then you had the Debo story. We've got uh, the Tom Brady story. It's just been, it's been a real baseball, just some clips here and there. It's been a really good sports day. Has baseball started? Baseball, some of it has started. I've just seen some photos and this and that. It's been a nice little kind of, uh, you know, uh, they just give me a couple minutes off the bench today. Did Castellanos hit a home run today? I don't know. I'm waiting to see. Now he plays. He plays the A's tonight, right? Is it Phillies A's? Was that the game uh, you said? Phillies A's. Yeah, yeah. Phillies A's. Yeah, he's on the Phillies. So good, good knowledge. I mean, this Phillies Tiger are my team. Today, Phillies too. are my t- Phillies are my team. Phillies are your team. All right. This Tiger thing like- today, John, has been bananas. Yeah, it was sweet. It was, <laughs> I, I, I I really believe back to me the baseball, and I know you the date's the date, but I I would I I don't like this April seventh first pitch. It's just it's a little weird. Like I it just kind of I mean John, if the, the Masters, double. if Tiger wasn't playing today, I don't think it even. I mean, we'd still be watching the Masters. Don't get me wrong, but I it think would the just Masters like destroys opening day. I, I I just don't think most people under fifty even know baseball starting. That's part of the deal. It just starts, but I I don't think like it. I didn't really know until yesterday or you brought it up. Like today was the yeah. day. Yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. I mean, it always does, but every once in a while they do that random game in Japan and then then it's another two weeks till the start and you're like, one team's two and one for two weeks. Well, I don't understand. Why does baseball, it should start on Sunday night baseball every year. That's my point. Exactly. Just have a, have a fresh start. Just like but, I always know the NFL season is going to start on a Thursday night. How about Sunday night baseball every year for the big leagues? Well, exactly. Like the master starts, everyone tees off on Thursday. Like baseball, it's like, well, not everyone actually plays today. Some people play tomorrow. Like, can't we just get an even start with everybody? Like, can't we do that? Like, I like half the league starting on one day and half the league starting on the next day. I don't want everybody starting on the same day. But everyone plays tomorrow, right? Well, does everybody? I mean, the years past, if you play on the first day, sometimes there's an off day, day two for the weather. Remember, they built in that weather day. And then you play again on Saturday. And then you play again on Saturday. I haven't looked. I don't know if that they're doing it that way this year. But yeah, it's a little clunky. Now, Manfred's feels a little clunky, but it's all the whole yeah, thing is a little Man, clunky. Yeah, it is. 
It is. I don't. I mean, they could have had. Well, Barry Bonds announced his return today. It wouldn't have mattered. No, every guy, shot I watched. Every shot you well, watched. Every shot. Everyone watched every shot. Well, think about if Barry Bonds could have just like returned at forty-four, or Michael Jordan like legitimately like at forty-five years old still come back and play for I don't know the Dallas Mavericks. Like it's it's got to be the most unique situation. The guy's forty-six years old and he's still able to play, compete, and be in. He's in the top ten right now as we're recording this. He's forty-six. Like it's part of like the reason he's so famous is because he's 46 and he's been famous since he was 20. Like, really famous since he was 20. I've most, You know, the sports fans, like diehards, known about him since he was like 10. It's a long time in our life. Like, ultimately, like, like Ken Griffey Jr., you just see a picture of him now, he's just chubby old guy. But he just, if like Ken Griffey Jr., if he was an opening day starter, like, he's making his comeback. Fucking everyone would know that it was our age. We're like, I'm going to watch Ken Griffey Jr. take some ABs, right? That's kind of, it's... But it's even bigger than that because he's even better than all these guys we're naming because he's won all these championships. It's it's only even possible in golf. Like it's not possible. I guess Brady's kind of doing it right at forty. But he didn't just. Brady hasn't had severe leg. In, I mean, he had one. He hasn't just come off a car crash where he hasn't competed in seventeen months. Yeah, that's, that adds to it. Multiple back surgeries. Right, Tiger's back was a story and was slowing him down before he got in a car crash. Yeah, and remember he just what? took set like seventeen months, and he just rolled out and is in the and is in contention. He went at the Masters. Well, that's what people forget. It's like it's coming like, back for the Super Bowl. When he got in the car accident, he was injured, right? He was not. He was not playing in that tournament. It's been seventeen months since he last played in a tournament. Seventeen months, isn't that? Is that what you said? Well, it's been fourteen yeah. months since the car crash, but he hadn't been playing before for a while, so it's been a long. Like I'm fourteen months since the car crash. Well, he right. was he was injured before the car flipped because his back. Remember, he was shooting those videos with like David Spade and Dwayne Wade. He couldn't swing at the time. He was just right. going around with them. Right. Remember, his face was terrible. He was like, "God, Tiger's in a bad spot." And now he's smiling and happy. He's so happy now. Yeah, they. I think at one point it was the Colt Nost broadcast I was watching. They pointed out like. No, you don't. I mean, and this has been happening, I think, in the last few years that you get some tiger smiles, right? But I don't know, man. It, it's a to me, it's the comeback combined with the fact that it's at Augusta. It'd be like nobody comes back for the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl, right? I mean, this isn't really the Super Bowl on the calendar, but it is the biggest event they play, the one yeah. where he's dominated. Well, do you feel like he's a lock? Because I've seen people kind of just on the interweb. And I've gone to a couple text chains. Like, I, I don't think it's guaranteed we're getting all four majors with Tiger this year. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if if this were pick another event, maybe he would have skipped it. Like, it felt like he came back for this event because he knew this was maybe the best one for him. But, even just, the, but, the but, but are you hard. confident, like, the other, the PGA Championship in a month is at Southern Hills, which someone pointed out he's won before. The old course, St. Andrews, he's been on record saying it's his favorite golf course in the world. So, flat. It's supposed to be too. flat. Yeah. And um, the U.S. Open is at like the Country Club, I think it's called. I don't even. I don't. Need, I think it's in Pennsylvania or something. But I, I'm not. I wouldn't put like a thousand dollars that he's a lock to play all three of those. I think if you just told me he plays the Masters and the Open at St. Andrews, like I'd be like, yeah, it's believable. Honestly, how's he gonna? If you're listening to this on YouTube, like he's done playing, but if you're listening to this on Friday morning, are we sure he just wakes up feeling good tomorrow? No. 
You know, that, that no, would be but my that's question. Why, how well he played Thursday is important, right? Because the question is like, how much worse can he play than he played Thursday and still make the cut? It's yeah, supposed to be windy. But I, I wonder Friday. more about like, to me, if he's erect and swinging, he can figure it out. Like he, he just knows what he's doing. To me, there were a couple times a day where it's like, is he going to go down to a knee? But he, he kind of winced and he kind of shook it off yeah. really quick and just kept moving. By like Saturday, does the fusion met with the ankle? Like, is he just, I don't know. I thought the first hole, I was, I almost texted you in the first hole. Like, I don't feel good. I thought he looked a little uncomfortable in the first hole, but um, obviously I was wrong or he got comfortable, whichever. I, I gave him, he had a pretty bad shot on the first hole. He probably, even for him, had some juices flowing. I think right? so, yeah. <laughs> Just the, the place, I mean, there's a lot of fans of this place no matter what, but it felt a little bigger today for him. It had to. I think tomorrow I is going to feel even double as big, right? Because he did well. So people are going to think like, I mean, as we're recording this right now, Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, and, and Sanjay are four under. He's three shots back. It's not like, you know, he just figured out a way to get to three over today. It's like, no, he's one under and he kind of flubbed a couple chips. You know, it's it. I honestly was blown away. Like He looked, he doesn't swing out of his shoes off the drive. So he's, Unless he hits a shitty drive, which he can now, for the most part, he's just hitting fairways, hitting greens, and just like he's kind of just a slow plotter of a golfer now. He it really, yeah, <laughs> I know. But it's kind of this. That's why I thought the shot that he hit from the, uh, it's not pine straw, is it? Yeah, they call it the pine straws. When he did the big recoil, there's nothing like, like a tiger the, recoil. It, it was so out of the norm of the day because everything he'd done for the day felt so controlled, and then that felt extra aggressive. Yeah, and that was cool. It was just classic Tiger. I mean, and the crowd. I love the. You know, you've been. We've been to golf events. You start going. Crowds going crazy. You you don't really know where the ball's going, but you're just happy that the guy hit the ball square. You know. I think the only way the legend could have grown even stronger on that shot with the recoil is if he looked at the camera, winked, and he said, "Watch this" or something, because <laughs> that about, recoil was very like twenty eight year old Tiger did that three times around. Yeah, yeah, club flip. I'm uh, listening to that Lakers book. The guy, the the other point guard who's there before Magic. What's his name? Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon. One of the stories about Norm in college, wherever he went, like DePaul or Xavier or something like that. He uh, they're playing in this big game, and he looks at his coach and he winks at him. He's like, "I got you." Then he misses the game-winning free throw, and they lose. <laughs> <laughs> I googled Norm Nixon actually like the first episode because it's like I felt like I'd heard of him, but I didn't know much about him. I think he had made some all-star teams. Like he was a pretty good player. Good player. Pretty good NBA player. Yeah. Felt like in it. the in the winning time in the actual show, once he put magic with the ones and those two guys were running, like that practice, just in terms of the way they filmed it, look doesn't the, the actor look like magic kind of? Looks so good. He honestly looks like magic. Looks a little like Shaq. Next time you watch, look at his eyes. He looks a little bit like Shaquille O'Neal. You know the guy that plays Kareem in the show is a former Cal basketball player? I Yeah, somebody told me that. Which makes and, sense. I mean, and, where do you find a 6'10 guy that, like, looks skilled? You know, it'd be such a hard guy to find. Well, I got a buddy that went to Loyola Marymount. He told me the guy, there's a guy that in the basketball scenes, there's actually another guy that plays Magic. He's taller. He played at LMU, probably early, maybe mid-30s or something. Because Magic... The guy, the actor, is not really tall enough in the basketball scenes to stand out. And he's not a, I mean, this guy, they got a former basketball player. So some of the magic scenes, 
which I went back and watched the magic YouTubes and it's just, I mean, nobody like him since. I mean, it's just ridiculous, right? Um, the greatest, I mean, the, some of his passes are outrageous. Just ridiculous. Stupid. Stupid. So It would have been, been hard as a Laker hater. I do not hate Shaq or Magic Johnson at all. I like both those two guys. Shaq, Magic Johnson, and honestly, the way everything ended with Kobe, and I like Kobe post-career a lot. And then, obviously, once he passes, I, I actually have grown to like him. Uh, do not. LeBron and just yeah pow just I don't know something about the Lakers you know a lot of people around here hate the Dodgers I, I've honestly found the Dodgers like I've kind of liked a lot of their players over the years I don't hate and the Giants for the first time ever played them in the it's not like they have some rivalry that have that have equated to a lot of big moments right because when the Giants were winning World Series Queen the Bumgarner maybe yeah, but I would say most of our adult life, they were never really good at the same time till last year. Yeah. Like last year was the first year they matched up, had a pretty epic five-game series, and they struck the guy out when he didn't even swing. Or did he swing? He uh, didn't swing. Yeah, he stopped. They got away with it, whichever it was. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so, I, by the way, I just want to mention this, because I, I think you and I were talking about it. Uh, Masters.com is incredible. ESPN Plus is fantastic. Xfinity is a $220 billion company. You can't rewind 10 seconds if you stream Xfinity. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Masters.com is unbelievable. Masters.com is like once a week they just flex. Yeah, we have one of the best streaming services on earth. And then they just go away for a year. And then they come back with Masters.com and it's fantastic. I mean, it's incredible. It's always crystal clear. The graphics are great. The broadcast is great. I see everything I need to see. It's amazing. Which one did you watch mostly? I watched ESPN+. Plus. But I mean, I just because I've ha I've been watching golf yeah. on it, it was an easy transition. I, forever, I watched the Masters app. But yeah, I'm, the Xfinity app, I I despise Xfinity as someone who's given them so much money over the last decade. Same. I mean, honestly, do you know my bill right now? I last time I saw it, I, I refused to even call. I mean, I need to because you can always cut like fifty dollars. Was three hundred and ten dollars? <laughs> yeah. And it's become normalized, right? Like because three boxes, some Wi-Fi. You, you remember when it, like 150, 160, as you're kind of becoming an adult, was like, damn, I'm spending a lot. And then you kind of make that transition as you turn the corner. And We started doing a show. It's like, well, I need it. I need more mm -hmm. boxes. You get over the $200 mark. You're like, this is kind of crazy. But then you just kind of become numb to the numbers. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm at $300. And I'm also Hulu, Netflix, Apple Plus. Like, how much am I paying in services? I know. I have two internets. What are we doing? Remember that day the Xfinity went out, the Niners playoff was it a playoff game? Or yeah, it was, was the, it the week eighteen it was the, game? It was the it was the Rams game. Was it the week eighteen game or the playoff game? Were you here for that? Yeah, you, I you came your house. over to my house for the NFC championship. Game. Yeah. So after that day I was like, I got I got an, I got a second internet. I have two internets now. This what I'm doing it? right now is on my my show internet. You know? We're, we're all getting duped, just cutting huge money and you know, we don't even get great products. I can't even be upset right now. I mean, the Tiger stream is just. Well, that, I'll be that's upset why next week. I don't think you're allowed to complain anymore. Like the, we have so many options. You just kind of got it. It is what it is now, right? Yeah. Yep. Nothing you can do. Uh, Xfinity is going to become obsolete quick if they don't adapt. ESPN Plus is cash money. I mean, a buddy of mine texted me. He's like, "Hey, can I use your ESPN Plus?" I'm like, "I'm telling you, dude, it's five dollars. I promise you, you the second you buy it, you won't think twice about it." I remember I got it only, this is back when, a few years ago, I got it only for the Harding Park PJ Championship. I'm like, I just want to watch. 
And it was, I just considered it $5 like a pay-per-view. Like it was unbelievable value. Was the guy who texted you that uh, employed? Employed and extremely wealthy. Yeah. See, to me, there gets to a point when you become an adult, like, you know, if you need someone's code, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know, a dude's a CEO like Travis Matthews, like, hey, yeah. man, you got, I, I, I'm going to order a couple grand worth of fucking collared shirts. Can you give me a code to give me 20% off? Like, okay. But to me, stuff like that. And I, I think last time I point, talked business with this guy, he was doing a $20 million real estate deal. Once you get, I'd say, over the 30, your old threshold and you have a job, you know, you got to pay for things on your own. You know, honestly, sometimes if I take my mom out to dinner, like she's got her own money, like she's got, <laughs> got a good retirement. It's like, you got to pay. It's part of being an adult. She paid for me for a lot of years. Yeah, yeah I understand. Totally. You don't have to do it. Plus it feels right good to get do. stuff for your parents sometimes if you can, you know? Well, exactly. My dad and my grandpa used to always, every time the bill came and I never, as a kid, I never understood it. I'm like, what are these two? Why are they? Oh, they were always trying to like beat the get to the waitress before she got to the table. It was hilarious. I never quite understood it, but I do now. As a kid, you didn't understand it, but What's now al- I get it. It's an alpha ego move. Yeah. <laughs> the move now. I remember I saw. Uh, was it Seinfeld told the story one time? He called a restaurant the day before and put the credit card in before the lunch. So by the time lunch came, they couldn't even. The credit card was already on file. I love that move. Yeah. That's a smart move. That's a good, if you're trying to land some business, that'd be a sweet or like a date. Yeah, or the, the second you walk in, you just hand the card. You know what I mean? No one's even going to notice that. Was it Seinfeld or it was definitely a show where the, where the guy had told him, pretend I'm a regular, and they come up like, oh, Mr. Middlecoff, <laughs> good to see you again. It makes you, it makes you feel, oh, maybe it was Larry David. I That's forget a great, the show, but it was, it was a good move. That's fantastic. All right, uh, we got to get to Debo Samuel. Before we do that, John, let's tell the people about our friends at Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepers who use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Features get almost 100, 100 more hours of proven quality sleep per year. Discover special offers now for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Yep, guy. The key is don't eat right before bed. Turn those uh, those devices, those iPads, those cellular phones. Do you ever turn like at night? You know the uh, the brightness, the power all the oh, way yeah. down. I also so like do, you know. Actually, I'm I'm reading my phone at ten o'clock at night in my bed, but it's not actually triggering my brain. That's I also I do the sleep sometimes, so it doesn't. You have to like call me twice for a call to go through, or I mean, not that anyone calls me at eleven p.m., but. Or a text, you know, like an 11 p.m. text. Unless you're on my favorites list, it doesn't come through. Wow. I mean, you are you're trying to get a good night's quality sleep in a sleepnumber.com uh, slash ham bed. And uh, that's what you should all do right now. Discover special offers now for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep Number, proven sleep, is life-changing. Guy and I can both attest. John, what are you sleeping on these days? Like uh, 40. 40. 40. I'm on a 55. A little firmer. But uh, either way, I did the tr- I did my trick on Wednesday night, John. Brushed my teeth right after dinner. Next thing I know, it's 8.30 p.m. I'm doing some heavy research for my DraftKings lineup, feeling a little snacky, as tends to happen to me in the evening. Get a little snacky feeling. And I was I had already brushed and flossed, and so snack was out. Better sleep was on deck. Genius. Sleep number. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, 
chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, John, here we go. This, now this is an NFL story. Sequence of events. I think this is the sequence of events. It started on Pat, I think. The sequence could be a little off, but here are the relevant issues from Thursday. Peter Schrager on Pat McAfee. And I think uh, the Niners, they, they don't give money out, and Kittle had to wait, and other guys had to wait, and Jimmy's still on the salary cap right now for $25 million. So I, oh, I don't think Debo's getting it. Just like I said with Kyler, they're not getting it when home. they want it. They're going to get it when the team bring wants home. it. Okay. Then I see Grant Cohn. Ooh. Debo Samuel just changed his profile picture 
on Instagram. It's now blank. Used to be him wearing a Niner jersey. If you go back and, and to I this think, image, uh, the Niners, they, you can they see up there. Out and Kittle had to wait. When it was McAfee show, that Debo's so image on Instagram was still a picture of Debo in a 49er uniform. So you think Debo was watching McAfee's YouTube? And now it looks like this, a black circle where his uh, Niner uh, dressed body used to be. I'm going to sound like old man River. Uh, and I'm someone who I'm sure like you and like many people listening, love Instagram. I, I, I like Instagram. It's my favorite app of all the social media apps uh, by far, not even a close second. Uh, it's very enjoyable. I, I think the scrubbing of the Instagram as Kyler Murray did, uh, and then he pivoted. You know, I think he's back. And as Debo Samuel today, Murray strategy, not of, but the move when you're mad about Instagram is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Is absolutely moronic. Doesn't make any sense. It has zero impact on anything related to how much money you're going to get. Do you agree? I one million percent agree. I one million percent I just, agree. John Lynch should not go running down the office to Kyle Shanahan and go, "We got to get this done now." Right? No, John Lynch is not on Instagram. Kyle Shanahan is not on Instagram. Now it creates a fun story for the people that are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and everyone's talking about it. But it has zero impact. And I mean absolutely zero impact on anything. Now I get he's different gener- you know, he's a decade younger than us. And I get being mad like I've been in situations and you have too when you know, it's probably different actually, because I uh I- I'm sure Debo respects John Lynch and Kyle Shannon a lot. It's different when you don't respect the people you're negotiating with. But I it's it's human nature to think you're worth more than you're being offered because I think it's fair to say that there are some offers out there for him from the Niners, and they're probably pretty low relative to... Because he had a tweet yesterday when Diggs... When it got announced that Diggs got like $70 million, was like, oh, oh, you know, I mean, I think he thinks... And I understand, because the last eight games is the only thing in his mind. I carried this franchise to the playoffs. And he did. I mean, he his quarterback was atrocious, <laughs> Uh, was injured, and he literally turned into a running back and a wide receiver and carried the franchise to the playoffs. But that doesn't encapsulate his entire career. Just a year ago, he showed up fat, and he got injured. Like, Debo, paying you is is for the whole picture and then moving forward, too. Like, you've been injured just a year ago. Now, you were a team leader this year, a team captain, and everyone loves you. But it's not just a no-brainer to give him $70 million. Stephon Diggs, as we talked about yesterday on the live stream, has 230 catches these last two years. And then in 2018, had a 100-catch uh, season. So three of his last four years, like he's been doing it. And he's less accomplished than the other two guys that got big money. But their resumes are just long and distinguished. Debo's really is like a 10-game stretch. And then the playoffs, which was awesome. But like Tyreek Hill's had... 50-game stretches. Stephon Diggs has been doing it for multiple franchises. I I was at the Minnesota Vikings game. The only touchdown they scored against the Niners in the playoff game was him. And then he goes to Buffalo, and boom, what's he immediately Josh's best receiver by a mile and one of the best, you know, one-two combinations with his quarterback in the league for a long period of time. You know, I just, 
I think Debo has the worst argument out of all the guys. Out of the two, uh, three guys that signed and the three guys left, DK and AJ. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, and the, probably the most complicated. Maybe that also means worst, right? It's complicated because you can't say to him, you've never done, you haven't put it together. Because when he did finally put it together, it was so incredible, right? They asked him to do so much and he did it. He's like you said, he took him to the playoffs. He saved their season, John. He saved, saved their, their season, season right? Yeah. But and no, I don't even think the Niners it. would argue that. No, they? no, they wouldn't. They, they just want him to do it again. Now, you know, the, the, the reality is this is not really about Instagram. It's about Debo displaying his displeasure. When Kyler did it, we went, yeah, okay. We've watched Kyler for a few years now. His body language sucks. Nobody thinks he's a team leader. It's different with Debo. Debo's body language is the opposite of sucks. Debo's effort is never questioned. Unlike Kyler, Debo carried his team to the playoffs. In big games, he showed up in the biggest moments and is a team leader. I mean, he's the first guy shoulder to shoulder with Trent Williams. And it's not about so much does he delete Instagram, what does it mean? It's about is there about to be a contentious relationship between the 49ers and one of their most important players, right? Inarguably one of their most important players. We could argue maybe he is their most important player. And that's what it represents. Now, you know, holdouts, as you've pointed out before, they don't really – he's on a rookie contract. A holdout cost him $40,000 a day. Like, that's a lot of money. So a hold in might be on the table. And we've debated it because it's not really the way things go for the 49ers. I, I think it's good that it happens in April. But it is now something to watch, not because Instagram means anything, but because it represents how the 49ers – most important player, maybe, feels right now, which is unhappy, right? Go back to what Schrager said. Just Debo's unhappy. You want your star player to be happy. But I would say contract negotiations. In basketball, the contracts are basically slotted, so you just know how much you owe a guy, right? Based on if they're a max guy, based on you know their previous history. In baseball and in football, now in football there's a salary cap, and in baseball there isn't one. But I would say that two pretty consistently – have contract negotiations that that get hairy. Yeah. That get uncomfortable. Because the majority of players, I would say quarterbacks and then a small percentage of like Trent Williams, Miles Garrett's, Khalil Max are are just an uncomfortable conversation. And D I think Debo is an uncomfortable conversation. And that's okay. The the NFL is an uncomfortable place. <laughs> you know, it it just is. And he's his resume is very, very unique. It's and it's short. That's the other. I think that's the main problem. It's short, and I think it's much easier to break off a guy when the resume is long. You know, if he had had done this for two and a half years, the Niners wouldn't really have any leg to stand on. But I think they do, and I, I'm just naturally going to be like because I just come through it from the lens of how are they talking about internally? What and I, I understand like they. I think they have a lot of valid arguments to be like, you know, Debo will offer you $52 million guaranteed. And he's freaking the fuck out. Because in fairness to him, you, you know, everything is their own truth. Through He goes, I, what? I'm every bit as good as those guys. And yeah. in a vacuum, Debo, you are. They've just been doing it way longer. Right. And, and I that, think if, ma- that matters. Like if Debo Samuel had the year that he just had again this year, then there would be really not much debate. He'd become one of the highest paid receivers in the NFL. 
Right. He might become the highest paid receiver in the NFL. But I think part of it is like Debo, for you to be worth $75 million, one of your greatest attributes is you're a running back. But running backs don't last and they don't get paid. And when they do get paid, that team is immediately criticized by fans and by other teams as being idiots, right? Well, the a player like Diggs or Devontae or even Tyreek, who's had some lately, he's had some hammies, but A.J. Brown would be a good example. Their only way to succeed is outside catching the ball. And they're just less likely to get, like, get taken out by D tackles and linebackers. So it's just like A.J. Brown or Devontae can just have a 12-year career like a lot of wide receivers have. Like even in our lifetime, right, when we were kids, a lot of outside wide receivers had long careers. Like they weren't seven-year guys. A lot of them. Think how many wide receivers when we were kids just played at, if they were good, 12, 13, 14, like had an NBA-level career. Well, running backs, like they were kind of outliers if you made it 10. That's right? the, that's the Yeah, that's the problem is the way that he played last year is not the way you want him to play every year. But it's not, and it's also not sustainable. Right? And it's not sustainable, but him having that pitch, right? You don't want him to throw that pitch eight times a game like he had to, but him having that ability that Kyle Shanahan can use in key spots does make him pretty uniquely valuable for Kyle. Yeah, it's crazy because he had 77 catches and 1,400 yards receiving because he is – and his other great quality is once the ball is in his hand, even on short passes. Right. How many how many quick screens did he take to the house last year? A minimum, a couple. Like, And they weren't 40 yards. They were like 60, 70 yards. And here's the other thing I think he would argue. There's a part of me that you haven't seen yet because the quarterback I've been playing with can't really play. Can't – like – I know you guys don't look at me like a downfield outside receiver, but I can be a downfield threat if we have an offense that would allow me to be that, right? I think the Niners would be uncomfortable giving him like $60 million guaranteed. But do you think if they put that on the table, he's turning that down? Uh, All three other, I guess Devontae got 67. The other two guys got 70 and They put him at fourth, right? It's hard to say no to $60 million. But what if we did like a four-year, you know, what if it was basically four years, $100 million, and 60 guaranteed? So you get that high, you know, average per year that the guys love, but it's really the 60 guaranteed is what matters. Yeah. So it's essentially like a two and a half. You're stuck with, you know, you're in bed with them now for a couple more years. If I were him, I would take that, right? And I'd go, then I'd become, I can get another contract. (laughs) Also, right? This is not Devontae Adams' first contract. No, it's his third. So you do a contract now. So it's Diggs' third, and it's uh, Tyreek's third. All you set three yourself of up for the third next contract. They, yeah. All three guys signed contract extensions at 28 and 29 years so old. So you would take 60 if you were Debo? I just think the 49ers would probably be uncomfortable around that range. Yeah. I bet th- I, I, I bet their number, when they first came to him, why he's really... 51? Know, I could see it being in the high 40s. Or $1 less than Kittle. Jace, thank you, Jace, says, if Debo wants 27 a mil, uh, mil a year like Hill, Adams, and Diggs... Just God, I wouldn't be mad if we got a trade like KC did. A one, a two, and three more picks. Both is a bigger priority, in my opinion. Thoughts? Well, let's say, did you see, again, it was Howard Eskin put it out there, <laughs> that the Jets had offered pick 10 for DK Metcalf. Yeah. It was his report. So it was like, you know, <laughs> you know he's he's the Eagles sideline report. You just never know. <laughs> uh, but let's just say that's true. And it basically Seattle said no. 
would you the Jets feel desperate for a wide receiver? Now, if I was the Jets, I would just rather have Olave or Garrett Wilson at a rookie contract just to pick 10 than to trade for DK Metcalf. Or let's say, would the Niners for pick 10 and an extra second round pick, because pick 10 is worth a lot more than the two, you know, 22 and 29, like all these picks that got traded for all these sweet wide receivers. Because the Jets would be like, okay, we'll give you pick 10 for Debo, which is worth basically what? Pick 22 and 28? Like it's worth a lot. Would you do that? Because to me, I'd say If no, I were the Niners, would I do that? You're because saying? I can't, I, I don't, we've just seen it with Kinlaw. In theory, you're like, well, I'll just get yeah, Garrett I, Wilson. will be like Justin Jefferson. And then he's not. And you're like, oh, I'm screwed. I've, I look at it also, this part of having Debo Samuel, whatever you pay Debo is partly an investment in Trey Lance. Like you need Trey Lance to work. And the best way to help Trey Lance work is to protect him and get him weapons. Well, he has one well, of the most could, unique. You, if you had pick 10, though, you could get one of the two Ohio State guys. Probably. Yeah, but it's uh, it, it, as sure as you feel about a guy, are you as sure about that guy as you are about Debo? No, well, you couldn't. It's impossible to be. Right. So I got to go with Debo right now. I am at the four. I am at a franchise fork in the road right here. Like for the next 15 years, if this quarterback is just good, I'm in great shape. So I need this to work right now. And I think it's probably where Debo thinks his leverage is too, right? Is you guys need me so bad, just like you needed me before. <laughs> you needed me before too to win games, but now you need me to help you look good in addition to win games. I I, I think one thing going up against Debo is he came into camp out of shape just two years ago. Yeah, like that's just it, uh, we've seen it, Debo, and now we're going to give you a ton of money, you know, because essentially when you're a not a first round pick, that third year for you. Well, it's not your free agent year. It kind of is, right? You go nuts, you can get paid. So it's like, yeah, you double down on this year. But is this really you? And you're a team leader. You're a great guy. I mean, this year was awesome. But the previous year, you were up there in the in the suite with Jimmy, eating popcorn and watching watching shit with everybody else. Like ultimately, Trent Williams, when they paid Trent Williams all that money, he had a decade worth of film of like, I'm an All Pro every year I play. Yeah. So like, yeah. Right? It's like if I if I pay like Jalen Ramsey, every time I play, I'm usually the best DB on the field. It's like I've my entire career. Like Debo, you had a 10-game stretch where you were the best player on the field. 10 games. And it was fucking awesome. One of the but, best players in the league. Dominating. Right? But like the Cowboys. It was like, like buddy, my, it was like Jimmer in the tournament. Like, would you feel great giving Micah Parsons, if you could, after one year, $150 million? No. But if he does what he just did for three years, you'll have no problem. Like, the, the your resume in football, how long you do something, and in pro sports, and I just say in life, matters. Right? I mean, it's just it's part of the way it works. And as a young person, because I remember getting worked up in radio thinking we were worth more. But, it, like, looking back, like, you know, I'd only been there, hadn't been there that long, haven't been doing it that long. Like, there's a huge risk factor on both sides. That's what, and that's why this negotiation to me of the three of them, DK and, a, and AJ Brown, DK has obviously just because the quarterback situation, you know, who knows? But to me, AJ Brown's pretty black and white. Like he's just going to get a big contract. And he's well, there's just, not if you if I said to you, John, what is AJ Brown? There's really not much question about what AJ Brown is. If I said to you, what is what are any of these guys? There's not much question, right? What is Tyreek? What is Diggs? There's not any question. Even Justin Jefferson has now back-to-back years been incredible, right? There's not yeah. much question. Debo, you go, well, when he's healthy, I know what he is. When he's in shape and healthy, I know what he is, right? And if he's, again, if he's that again, 
then he is going to get broken off by the 49ers. Well, to me, if you're going to do the deal, though, you wouldn't want him to, like, let's say he'd be like, well, I'll just play out this year and then try to sign a huge contract. I think you'd want to sign him right now, right? Well, it's a, it's you're kind of caught. Like, you'd want to sign him right now if I told you he's healthy and has the same year again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess he could get injured and then you're stuck. But you're right. Like, what's part I, of the it, risk of it, football? Is it worth saving 25? You know, what? what's he going to, if he has that year again, what's he going to cost next year? Guaranteed. Yeah. Then he has, then he, just has the, then he just has the argument of whatever the new threshold is. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, it, but it hasn't gone up that. Maybe 75. 75. Yeah. And what would he take this year, you think? What's the minimum he would take? Well, he's acting like a tough guy on social media. So I don't know. Yeah, so what do you? What's the most you can save? I guess is what I'm asking. If you're the Niners, would he take sixty? And you, in the end, you save fifteen guaranteed. Yeah, does he end up taking fifty six? That's my question. And well, he's he not will? taking it in April. He might take it in September, though. Yeah, he's not taking fifty six in April. That much I know, right? You agree with that? Well, do you, do you feel for the first time it's like we'll see? Is he is he going to come to the off season? Yeah, you can't get fined for you don't you can get, you don't get fined for that. Only the mandatory minicamp he would get yeah. fined. And, and again, that's nothing. one you can yank it out. It's not nothing with Trey, right? Well, you, you can still you can still go back and and credit their account. I thought now you it's just a mandatory NFL fine for the training camp. Mandatory oh, okay. minicamp, I think, is a deal. But I mean, he mandatory minicamp. You you know, if you're not excused absence, you you holding out is a findable offense. Yeah, but like Brady and Rodgers and those guys, they haven't been going for years, and nothing happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, is this the new world for the 49ers now? We'll see what happens with Bosa. We just, I think we kind of assume, and you've said like the Bosa one is easy because he's been the level of player that he's been. The Trent Williams one was easy because of the relationship, A, but really he was a free agent. You just, the market dictated what you had to pay Trent, right? But the Niners, their own guys, they got away with, would you agree, fair to say they got away with the Kittle contract? Not that Kittle got screwed, but just, that went well for the 49ers. Like they did well, that. I, just the think, way I think two, I think two of their better players, they broke off Fred last year too. And I know he kind of had a down year. Yeah. But wouldn't you say just the price of middle linebackers and the price of tight ends just is not the price of tackles, quarterbacks and pass rushers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just pretty good price points. <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, you know, you get to bargain shop for elite players. Yeah, so it's, it, it, I, it, I guess the question is like, are the not? Is this going to be a if they dress? If is this going to be the position they're in with with Bosa? Is this going to be the position that they put themselves in a lot if they get a player who just happens to be playing a position where the market is going bonkers, like the receiver market is? Yeah, I mean the the Kittle thing, it didn't really get that weird. No, Jimmy thing that ha- they handled that one pretty seamlessly. Um. Uh, I would say though the 49ers are not I don't ever remember them groundbreaking contracts. I I think they honestly want I mean I'm not talking about on the field and the success. I'm just saying the way financially they operate their franchise is very Belichickian. I mean they they're trying to get under market deals, extend guys early. Howie does a lot of this, extend guys early. Now they had success for a long period of time with the Bowmans, the Staley, the Frank Gores, Patrick Willis's, it has become a little more difficult now with the, the with the astronomical salaries, because you know when Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman are getting forty million dollar extensions in two thousand ten or eleven or twelve, you know it didn't feel as contentious if you were willing to kind of pay near market value. Now it's like these guys get very offended if they're not the top because the money is so crazy 
that has kind of got a baseball feel to it right now, doesn't it? In terms of the contracts, with the guys getting kind of like offended. And, yeah, it's, and again, it's always you know been a little touch and go with contracts in baseball and football, but it does feel right now with the markers are now set, and I got to eclipse the marker, and it gets ugly quick. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I, I I do think that the 49ers are not just out here willy nilly in it. Like, for example, the Von Miller contract. Like, I, I bet they laugh at stuff like that because Bill Belichick would. You know, a lot of teams would. Like, we wouldn't put our, we wouldn't do that because we wouldn't do a deal out of desperation. I, I do think it gets to be a slippery slope with your own guys who you care about. Like, ultimately, the 49ers care and value Debo Samuel. They care and valued Fred Warner and George Kittle and immediately Trent Williams, and just like they did with Joe Staley when he was here, and now I think Nick Bosa, right? There's the core guys that they like are their type guys, and they're able to, and this is part of business, being able to separate your emotions and doing business. Because ultimately their job is to get you for as cheap as humanly possible, right? That's that's, that's John's, Parag's, Kyle's. The cheaper I can get you, the more other players I can get. And your your prerogative as a player, just like with a lot of why did so many guys leave Belichick over the years? Not because they probably didn't want to keep winning Super Bowls. Like you listen to that book or you hear guys talk, it's like, well, they just I knew they weren't gonna pay me that. Right? I remember playing golf with Shane Vereen. He's like, you know, I called back said we wanted me, but this they just would not go to this offer. Yeah. Because B- Bill was a, the most unemotional, like, my final offers, four million. And he's like, Well, will you just they're paying me 5.2. Will you just hit 4.7? No. And most human beings, right? I mean, it's just hard. You get emotional. It's it's easy to be like, oh, shit, I'll just pay. <laughs> he never would. Now, the Niners, I, I'm not saying are going to be that strict. I would say he's the strictest, right? Never budged. They feel like they have a little more wiggle room, but they are less likely to just start unloading just bags of money. There's a frugal element to them. There just is. It's a yeah, it, you're right. It's a really interesting test case for the Niners because, uh, you know, somebody said Bosa is going to be the highest paid. Yeah, but Bosa is going to when when Nick Bosa signs his contract, it'll make him the highest paid pass rusher. But don't you think it's easier? Because I would say obviously quarterbacks are in their own category. The next two positions, if you have a star tackle or a star pass rusher, they're not quarterbacks, but they're closer to like beachfront property than like in Stockton. Yeah. You know, they, they're pretty valuable. And the Chargers, who are notoriously stingy and frugal, like gave Joey. It's just, yeah, it's I do think it's business. Easier. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the Debo is an interesting test case because George Kittle just happens to play tight end. Sucks for George Kittle, but it's good for negotiations for the 49ers, right? Well, well Jimmy, why, why is Travis Kelsey probably going to retire a chief and, and Tyree Kill did not? It's way easier to keep reason. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Debo happens to be their best player. Like it's not like Debo plays receiver and and then is inflated like Christian Kirk. I mean, he is clearly one of their best players and plays a position where the salaries are massive. So, well, if Debo would have been a free agent, and this is the problem, this is why they keep he'd telling be gone. themselves. <clears throat> yeah, but he would have got. I think maybe he would have got. He would have just got so much money; it would have been stupid, right? I mean, he would have just got an astronomical amount of money. He'd be the highest could, paid receiver in the league. Yeah. Someone would have given him because the bidding on him would have been crazy. Because there would have been three or four teams. Dolphins. The Jets, the obviously the Jags, the Colts. I mean, there would have been so many teams trying to sign him. Yeah. 
The Browns had cap space. Who knows? Maybe they just were like, let's just pay instead of Mario. Let's just pay him. The Rams would have found a way. Yeah, the Rams ended up with assigning him to the biggest deal ever. Like somebody said, I'd rather have Drake London. Well, I mean, I like Drake London. Drake London had one great year at USC and got hurt that year. But you, you know. see, we talk about the Belichickian way. If you do love a couple guys as a wide receiver, if they would discuss pick 10 and like a two and a three, you could talk yourself into it pretty quick. Really quickly. Well, like what is, I've seen a few mock drafts with Jamison Williams going to the Chiefs, right? It'll be interesting to see, do the Chiefs draft a receiver? And if they do, if he's, you know, what percent of Tyreek will he be for them? When the 49ers made the trade for DeForest Buckner, wouldn't you imagine they had a pretty good grade at the time on Javon Kinlaw, and they felt pretty good, like, we'll be able to replace this guy with a much yeah. cheaper option. Yeah. And they just got burned. And, and it was never about be 100% of DeForest Buckner. It was like, if he can just be 88% of DeForest Buckner. And no matter how great his workouts that he's putting on an Instagram in the, in the back of the facility. All Better than no workouts. It has been a disaster through two years. So I, it's just a learning experience to like, I say this all the time about the draft. Every single draft room right now, they're probably in the middle of meetings, the entire league. You are having these discussions on players. Drake London, like you just, there are going to be guys in draft room that like him. There are going to be guys that think he's slow. There are going to be guys like, well, you know, he's already been injured. Well, if he gets injured, he's already, a, you know, not the fastest player. The takes are all over the place. But in two or three years, it's going to be like, how did Drake London last till 34? Or can you believe they fucking drafted Drake London at nine? What a disaster that pick is. But right now, the information you have is just your take as a building on that guy. And then it dramatically changes. Like ultimately, there were a lot of people in the league that probably thought not that high on Justin Jefferson. Because it's pretty clear that if anyone would have known Justin Jefferson would have been that freaking good, I have to go back and look at that draft, but how does he not last past the fifth pick? I mean, I mean, it's just he is dramatically better than the entire league thought. Even Minnesota would have to tell you, yeah, we thought he was good. We didn't know he was this good, right? Yeah. So the, the draft is just such a crapshoot. Debo, for two years, like, oh, this Debo guy is pretty cool. Like, he's sweet. And then this year he turns into, like, I don't even know what that was. We, we'd never seen it. But no one had. I mean, everyone's like, what is this? You're like, yeah, it's just the sweetest player I've ever seen. But it happened in year three, about halfway through the season. Right. You know, the crazy part of it, too, is part of you is like, well, I hope he doesn't have to do all that stuff again. But that stuff is what makes him now pretty hard to value, right? You you hope he doesn't have to carry nine times a game. That'd be. I, I just, I guess my point is, I gave the 49ers a lot of credit. I'm like, DeForest Buckner for pick 13. Now, Debo is a like what we just witnessed was better than anything DeForest was with the Niners, but it's like, well, you get pick 10, pick 50, and the next year second, it'd be easy. You can just, with draft picks and the potential, you can talk yourself into it, and then they miss and you're screwed. Well, like you you always, that 10th pick, you've always said this, and you're right, becomes a player, right? And then when it's a player, the question is, would you trade that player for that player? So that pick becomes Garrett Wilson. Okay, would you trade in a year? Will you look back and go, ah, Garrett Wilson for Debo and a couple other picks? Not crazy. Because the reality is, like, Debo's value is such that I don't think you're not in great shape if you get 80% of Debo and then some other help some other places. Like, oh, we got a, th we got a nickel with the other pick and a right guard with the other pick. It's like, okay, but you had that game-breaking receiver who single-handedly beat the Rams. 
in a must-win game to get into the playoffs. So 80% of that guy, ugh. you know what I mean? Like that's – you don't need – they got balance. It's not their issue. They need a guard. They need somebody – star game-breaking playmaker is the issue, and they have one, and he knows it. But wouldn't, wouldn't you say one point of difference for them in these big games, the years that they won the, all the playoff games, two this year and I guess two, three years ago, was high-end talent? Because a yeah. lot of people, yeah. once you get to the playoffs, a lot of people have like functional starters here and there. But like, what did the Cowboys lack? You know, Micah Parsons was sweet, but like, you know, CD was a little off. They just didn't have the high-end guys. The, the Green Bay game, it was like Rodgers and Devontae. But it was like, where's oh. everyone else? The Niners had like five or six guys that were like, they're pro bowlers. Yeah, I mean, what you don't, you know the saying, like you don't get to take your timeouts with you into the locker room? I love well, that saying. I love that saying. If you're going to save money on Debo, then what are you spe- like? What are you spending it on then? Could you imagine a world in which Debo gets traded and Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster? <laughs> I don't want to live in that world, John. I don't either. I don't want to. I don't want to do live streams in that world. I mean, we would, but it would be, it'd be warfare. I mean, it would. The, the Debo traded pod and videos would do. do would they would they'd pop. Yeah, I maybe I should keep my phone off of uh, sleep mode when I go to bed in case that I don't want to miss. I think we could do that video at 2 a.m. Pacific and it would do big numbers. I th- I do think that's one that while it's been short-lived, Debo immediately became like part of it is just the power of the Niners, the fan base. He became like a Stefford Clay quick. <laughs> it's like we love this guy. Well, there's know? something about being a, if a fan base if a guy is their guy and then he becomes like it's one thing if you're the number one pick and you're just a star. It's another thing if you're kind of Steph. You know, you acquire the chip on the shoulder that the player has. No one believes in Steph. He becomes a star. Then it becomes if I'm a Steph fan. No one believed in me either. Look at what we did together, me and Steph. Well, that's a powerful part, thing, man. And I think part of it too is like, you know, one thing I think you see Kyrie like got into it with a fan in New York. It's just like, why is this guy always so like? What is just relax. There is, I think this Tiger's really turned into this. Now, Tiger was so good when he was young. It didn't matter if he was an asshole or whatever. But now when you watch Tiger, you're like, God, he's pretty likable. Like, he's yeah. always smiling. There was a quality to Debo. It's like, God damn, this guy's friendly. He's always smiling and having the time of his life. He's so happy. Like, why is he so happy? You know, Steph had that quality. Like, he's just happy. You know, there's something to a happy player. Like, Mahomes, how happy until like that Cincinnati second half. The majority of his career, he's like the best player in the league. And it's like, God, he's having so much fun. Favre had that quality. You can't get rid of sweet players who are happy. Because you know who they resonate with? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> the hardcore fans, the the casual fans are like, I love that. The eight-year-olds who just turned on the game for the first time. His name's Debo, for crying out loud. Like, yeah, he's, he's just, just, he's perfect. Just sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's tell the people real quick about our friends at Indeed. Indeed.com. Slash ham. If you need to hire John, you need Indeed. Right now, go to Indeed.com slash ham for a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post. Yeah, if you're hiring guy, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in the same place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all, guy. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post... You get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. So here's the key. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit 
to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through April 30th. It's April 7th, so you got a little time. Go to Indeed.com slash ham to claim your $75 job credit before April 30th. Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. I just have Let's a text. My, my brother is complaining about uh, getting dragged around by his wife. To do stuff? Like run some errands? Yeah, he's like, I had to do this, and I ended up at Costco, and then it's like, you know. He's, he's just like, texting you from, like, the passenger seat of the car? Group text, you know, so I just I get the collateral damage. Uh, John, how about this story? Uh, remember Tom Brady was going to be a 49er? I do. It was one of my favorite stories. And then somewhere along the way, in late February, uh, Florio had an article that said, well, Brady could become a minority owner in the Dolphins and play for the Dolphins. And I, I remember I kind of dismissed it like, this is stupid. And somebody DM me and they said, you got to, I recommend you look into Bradley Beal. I mean, Bruce Beal, Brady's boy, who was always there at the Kentucky Derby parties. Florio wrote today that the plan was for Brady to retire, for the Dolphins to get Sean Payton, for Brady to become a minority owner in the Dolphins, and then for Brady to get basically traded from the Bucks to the Dolphins and become the Dolphins quarterback. A lot going on here, guy. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot going on. One thing I think it's fair to surmise. Hmm. I don't think he was ever going to be a 49er. I don't know if it's his bitterness when Kyle denied him. I don't know if it's that ship had sailed. My gut says these two years in Florida, one thing he realized, I'm never leaving. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to build the business here. I'm going to be, obviously, I'm going to, I played here. You make zero income tax. Now, the 49er thing is unique with his family, but part of the reason he wanted to stay on the East Coast, right, was because the son that lives in New York City. I wonder, if you had to ask me where's Tom Brady living in a decade, I bet he lives in Florida. And so to me, the combination of the Miami thing, I, I, I don't know if there are rules you can play and own the team, how that's all going to work. But clearly, like you said, with this Beal guy, they're buddies. He's the succession plan for Stephen Ross. But to me, it's more about like Tom Brady, to me, feels like a Florida guy the rest of his life. I don't think there's any question about that. I agree like, with don't, you. Don't you think he's living and, in Florida like Tiger or all these guys like yes, the rest of his he's life? He's there now. Like I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm with you. The question is like, can you is there isn't there some salary cap circumvention going on if you're a part owner of the team and a player on the team, right? They would have had to figure some things out. Now, yes, he get a dividend. I mean, how's that working? Uh, it's it it seems to me like it could be a little sketchy. But um, going to the league meetings, owners owners photo next to Belichick, he shows up. Belichick doesn't. Um, Tom's Tom's on the field pregame. He's like, uh, Bill, all the suites sold out. <laughs> you know, I was like, what <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, I, I don't, um, you know, it makes me wonder if the Niners thing was ever something. Now you and I talked about it a lot. Uh, clearly with hindsight now we can say very clearly Tom was never fully committed to retiring. The question is, did he retire when he didn't want to retire and then just changed his mind and came back? Or did he retire as part of some plot? And what Florio's kind of saying is he retired as part of some plot and I bought into the conspiracy theory that he retired as part of some plot pretty early, but I thought the plot was come play for the 49ers. The plot was become a – it was not about the Niners this whole time. It was not about the Niners. It was about the yeah. Dolphins. 
You'd think. I mean, maybe he was just going to go to retire because what if Tampa wouldn't have retired? To, to me, trading him to the Dolphins after he gets ownership, that might get a little dicey. I agree. I, I just I don't think Tampa really had much choice in anything. I know Bruce Arians talked tough at the combine right before he retired, but like if Tom Brady wanted to play for somebody else, I think the Bucks would have had to. But is there that. a chance he did want to play for someone else and they wouldn't let him? They said like we're not just going to facilitate this. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's definitely that chance. I I do. Why think is he, Tom- why, why is he still on the Bucks? Like he didn't want to play for Mike McDaniel. Yeah, or just the Dolphins' ownership deal never came together for whatever reason, or the league told him you can't, you're not, we're not going to let you do that. You want to become a Dolphins owner, you can do it after you're done playing. Would be pretty shady if he was playing and owned a piece of the team. Be very weird. Again, I don't. There's got to be some salary cap violation there. But they they would take his. He'd be. He was under contract. They would have acquired his contract. uh, Yeah, but I'm saying like, I am circumventing the salary cap if you're making money. How do I measure how much money you're making from the team separate from your contract? Maybe you're just not allowed to take a dividend until you're done playing. I, yeah, I don't know. Do you I, have to I cut your own owner, I would put. Tech? I would push back. Maybe the maybe maybe it was not that the the Bucks said no. Maybe it was that the Saints said no. You're not getting Sean Payton. Yeah, and then he's not going to play for Mike McDaniel. Which to me, like, play for Mike McDaniel. What the hell? If you want to be the Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, but part of Tom, like you can't risk Mike McDaniel not knowing what he's doing. Yeah, no, I know, I right. know. So you do you re, you hear the story and you think it was still possible that the Niners were part of his thought process? I do not. Yeah. Okay. So I, we're on I, the same I, page. I, I think he was staying. I think he went to Florida, liked it a lot. I know a lot of like the California elites think Florida's a dump. Where these guys live, it's clearly not, because these guys from California all go there and fucking love it. And when you're super wealthy, you don't pay any taxes. It's very cheap. And then, like, I was talking to my accountant because I was talking to him, like, how much would I save if I lived in Vegas or Florida? He's like, it's not even just the income tax. It's all the other taxes that you pay when you're there. It all adds up. So in him, like, a big part of his life is running the business. Where do you think TB12 is eventually going to be based out of? Like, I think it's just his whole plan is like a lifestyle business plan till he dies, right? The Brady brand, the TB12, like he's he's trying to build companies. Whether it's yeah, the money he leaves to his kids. I don't know and, how that you know what what the state variations are there, but but I even but but I just mean like him just being able to operate. Clearly, he's boys with that Beal guy, Jimmy Dunn, the golf guy that plays in that pro am with him. Like they're all located down there. Maybe that's just his circle. Like, who does Tom hang out with? Uh, 68-year-old rich white guys. <laughs> I mean, that's he ain't hanging out with like the 23-year-old wide receiver on his team. He's hanging out with those guys. But yeah, also Tom can get to Pebble Beach and the amount of time it takes him to call the pilot and fire up the jet, right? Like the, the world is small at a certain wealth level. Like you can get to wherever you want to go whenever you want to get there. Still a five hour flight. But- well, I understand, but I'm just saying, like, you can if he lives in L.A. or if he lives in Florida going to see his parents, he's got to get on a plane or get in a car. Yeah, I mean, if me or you hopped in our car right now and wanted to go to Santa Barbara, it would take us the same time to drive there. It would be if he hopped in a plane in Tampa Bay to be at his parents' house. Right? I think you guys are understating that Tampa said no trade. Yeah, maybe I am. I, I've been adamant this whole time that I don't think Tampa has much say in it, that Tom Brady won them a championship. They owe Tom Brady what Tom Brady wants, but maybe not. Maybe the contract's the contract. No, dude. We have your rights, and we're not going to let you do what you want. I agreed with you when it was coming to the Niners because it was kind of hopeful, but I, 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 I think that's possible. 
that they were going to make it a little tougher. And it might not have, Jason Light might have been cool with it. Arians probably, obviously, doesn't have any juice. I wonder if the owners were like, owners can be, you know, tough, right? Yeah. But Brady, if Brady was an owner, he'll be tough. To, well, it's like LeBron talking about to all the owners. He's like, you guys treat the players so shitty. Well, LeBron, once you own a team, you're going to be trading and cutting guys left and right. So it's like, well, he already does. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be pretty. No, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, you know, we had we had said I put in the if you're watching the YouTube, you saw a, a Drake Jackson graphic because uh, he was uh, Barrow, Barrows had him in a Niners mock draft. Right. And uh, we were going to do some Drake Jackson um, scouting report today, but I think we'll do that next week. Wasn't Drake Jackson a pretty big recruit? Yeah, four star, four star yeah. guy. The guy they got last year was the big Corey Foreman, who was a freshman last year, was the major recruit. Didn't have a great year. Oh, he didn't? No. Yeah, blame Clay Helton. That's what everyone else does. Yeah. Drake Jackson was, I mean, he's a major, I think, um, I think moderate. Uh, he's from Compton. Oh, he's a, oh, so he's in their backyard. Yeah. Southern California, LA guy. Uh, Same with the guy they landed last year. So he's Southern California guy. Yeah. He's Southern California guy too. That's a great uh, part. Centennial just, Corona for oh, uh, Drake Jackson. Yeah. It's where uh, Vontez Burfitt and William uh, Sutton went to school. William Sutton. It's a good William poll. Sutton. Yeah, it is. Arizona State. We got them both. So, uh, anyway, so we'll get to some of that draft stuff um, next week. Oh, we got to do a our DraftKings update, John. Where, where do things – I mean, there's still golf being played as we record this, but I'm in 105th? i got to be low. My team and, sucks. And where's – you are in 143rd. Your brother, Lil Jeff's in 120th. Well, he had Paul Casey texting me this morning. He withdrew before he even teed off. Uh, thank God I didn't put – but he – he did have Paul Casey. Oh, that's bad. How about Gary Woodland's got you six points today? Gary, what a fucking effort. So, uh, let's see what's going on. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, I'm just looking through a few of the uh, – Arians called Tom's bluff. He said until 45 – then he retired. I'm going to make you play here. And then I'm going to retire. Maybe Tom said, all right, fine. I'll, you know, the Arians, Tom, uh, conspiracy theories are real. I, I don't think Arians had any role, but I do, I do think the owner would. Cause imagine if you're the owner of the Glazer and you just like, I'm going to give him to Miami. He's going to part own. Well, he can eventually do that, but like, no, maybe he would have traded him to the Niners. Cause it's, you know, five hours away, but I'm going to trade him in my own state to this other With, owner when he has no, it's one thing like, okay, you're going home to play for the Niners, but w w what's the difference between the dolphins and the Bucks, dude? Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> I, I do wonder if, if, if the Glazer family said, no, that's not an option. We'll facilitate you to do some stuff, but this ain't one of them to Miami. You're going to take all the shine from this pirate ship down there. No, bro. Yeah. Stay at Jeter's house. Maybe Jeter's back now. Cause he quit. Did he? Or you get fired. Gee, yeah, Jeter's out. Whatever yeah. that is. Jeter's like, Tom, I need my house back. That, that's Tom's deal to the Glazers. Like, I'm getting booted out of my house, man. I need somewhere to go. <laughs> there, nothing really uh, fits my needs around here. <laughs> you see that house that I lived in? It's like, I, I, I can't go down from there, so I need to leave. Uh, it'd be nice to use that Jimmy money to get Ty Matthew. Says AP916. Man, Ty Matthew been doing a lot of visits. What, LSU he visited? Uh, <laughs> the Saints he visited? LSU, 
their defensive coordinator that Brian Kelly hired was Andy's linebacker coach. So like I, I do think it was I bet he was like, Brian, get bring this guy. Tyron spent the week hanging out, going to meetings, you know, spring practice. Gave a couple speeches. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was uh I was talking to a buddy of mine who's like a recruiting guy at one of the Pac twelve schools. And uh I was like, Hey, if I swing by, can I see do you guys have the three sixty photograph thing? Like that Brian Kelly did. He's like, Yeah, we've got it. We took it down though. And and I was like, anybody doing the Brian Kelly? He's like, dude, I've heard the Brian Kelly joke. Every single person that walks in to check this thing out or to do it, somebody makes the Brian Kelly joke. And I was like, you know, kind of genius by Brian. Like his name is on everybody's lips in every building around America. I don't get what it is. So it's a circular thing. Is that I, yeah, what? I don't know if the camera move. I think maybe the camera moves. I don't know if the the thing you stand on spins or if the camera spins. I get the feeling the camera spins, but it gives you like this 360. You know what I'm talking about, right? The yeah, Brian yeah, Kelly yeah. Video. I don't even know exactly what it is or what the attraction is. Oh, yeah, because I see the pretty. back. So you, you probably don't move. You do some moves and the camera yeah. moves. Yeah, and the camera moves around you. But uh, Brian Kelly's getting his name mentioned in every college football building during recruiting period in America just because of that that video. So maybe it was all part of his plot. It's working. He's going to be good. All right. On that note. Adios. Have a great Later. weekend, everybody. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.